didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 7th of April 2013. Well, g'day folks and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 243. And Grant, we're standing here in the uh, the middle of the Melbourne CBD and I was going to uh, skite about uh, what a wonderful day it is here in Melbourne, but as we start recording, it's bloody raining. Yeah, well, you know, Melbourne, beautiful one moment, rain the next. I mean, what can you do? And uh, as the sound of one of the helicopters comes in for the nearby heliport, that sounds like a pretty good excuse to uh, introduce an aviation mate of ours. Uh, Doug, how you doing? Uh, fantastic, great to be here and um, really nice to catch up with you fellas. Excellent. So uh, Doug is of course the, uh, isn't that a beautiful sound guys? We shouldn't have stood here near the Melbourne Yarra River heliport Grant. Yeah, no, I thought it would be a good background view. The, yeah, well, Doug, you're an airline pilot but uh, you're also, uh, well, amongst many other things, you're also a software developer and uh, you've flown all the way down here to Melbourne just to talk to us mate about your new iPad app, uh, Leo, Low Earth Orbit. <coughs> And Android, thank you very much. Oh yes, Android as That's well. That's it. We cater, we cater for all kinds around here. Yeah, right. even us all weirdos. Religions. Yeah, all religions. even us weirdos on Android get to play the game. Doug, I tell you what, this is a very, very challenging game, mate. Uh, my son and I both uh, found it equally challenging. Actually, I'm glad that my son couldn't uh, do any better than me at it. But uh, tell us uh, what uh, brought about this game. What's the, the concept of it? Well, it's interesting you say it's it's uh, challenging. It's not meant to be easy. Uh, space flight well, isn't. Thanks a lot. I think, so, so don't worry about it. Everyone has a few, few problems with it. Um, the game is basically, just to, to summarise it, you're just flying around the Earth in a circle and uh, it's using the uh, orbital physics that uh, makes uh, orbits work and uh, you get to take off and fly around uh, the Earth and uh, learn some of the lessons that uh, is uh, regular working uh, hours stuff for the astronauts up there. This game came from a, a story that I heard many years ago regarding one of the early Gemini missions in '65. Uh, when uh, astronaut Jim McDivitt was tasked with doing a uh, orbital rendezvous. It was the first time they'd ever tried to actually rendezvous with something else in orbit. And they tried what any uh, conventional test pilot would do. He, he had it in front of him, in his windscreen. He put on the thrust to try and catch it, and it just drifted further away. He tried again, the same thing happened. And uh, it was one of those uh, whiskey tango foxtrot moments. <laughs> Even the, the NASA boffins on the ground didn't, didn't understand it and they had to go back and have a bit more of a think about it. Uh, interestingly, it's just the nature of flying around in orbit that makes some of these things uh, tricky. Yeah. So uh, that, that's, that was the motivator for this game, and uh, that and many other lessons come out of it. And, of course, uh, part of the, uh, the uh, impetus for this was, of course, that you were saying your son's high school is no longer offering physics. Yeah, that's right. My, my uh, son, he's, he's 13, he's a, a bright young fellow. He's doing uh, university uh, correspondence and, and so forth, very interested in physics and maths and science, and etc., his school in year 11 doesn't offer physics anymore and uh, I was very surprised about that. I even asked the, uh, the principal about it and he said, well, they offer it, but if they don't get enough takers, then uh, they, they can't provide it. So uh, given that that seems to be a, a trend in uh, education these days, I'm very interested in bringing uh, products uh, out there that uh, bring a bit of fun mixed with physics to try and uh, you know, reinvigorate uh, people's interest. So that's the whole idea. It's not only that it's a game, it's to teach people about physics and mechanics, just have a think about how these sort of things work, and that's why it's not so easy. It's very challenging for me, and I'm a pilot. I'm, I'm in disgrace. But, uh, mate, <laughs> your, your piloting skills don't count in space, man. It's a different set of... Uh, Thank goodness for that. Yeah. 
I, I really well, enjoyed you, it, I'm, but I'm, I must admit I was doing it in my own inimical fashion, not the official uh, official way of doing it. So it's a physics-based game teaching physics in space, but physics applies up there as it does down here. If you don't understand physics, if you don't respect it, it'll kill you. Um, I find it personally fascinating that uh, jobs like um, a professional pilot these days doesn't even require physics uh, as a prerequisite. No, they want an MBA. Well, yeah, maths. Maths is important, English, to follow your instructions, all this sort of stuff, but uh, you don't need physics. I'm quite frankly staggered by that, and uh, you know, physics is the one thing that will bring you down if you don't respect it and uh, learn its yeah. lessons. So that's really a, a big motivator in trying to uh, reinvigorate people's interest in physics. This is just part of it. We've got a whole bunch of games planned. Uh, working on a balloon one, which also has real physics, uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, my mate Grant here, who sent me up on a balloon recently. <laughs> I found it fascinating, and uh, uh, working on a game that has actual balloon physics, my 10-year-old daughter tells me it's far too slow to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it needs more yeah. missiles. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the question I've got for you is, as somebody who flies an extremely large um, civilian airliner and has now been up in a hot air balloon, how do you find that uh, from a pilot's perspective? Look, I just love looking down. I don't, I don't care what I'm in. I just love looking down. It was, uh, I was just astounded by the, uh, the experience in the balloon. It was amazing. So I was uh, saying to Steve, what surprised me in the balloon was uh, I had thought you're, you're moving with the air, you'll never feel any breeze, and yet you do when you go into a different, uh, different, layer, of different layer of wind, yeah. and that's because of the momentum of it. Yep. And uh, I was just doing some pencil sketches, and it seems to me like there's several tonnes of air in that balloon. A vehicle that looks light and fluffy actually has, uh, you know, a huge amount of men- momentum. So, you know, it's, it's all physics doing this stuff. Yep. Very interesting. Yep. And uh, don't forget, folks, uh, pilots may have been looking down on people since 1903, but balloonatics have been looking down on people since 1783. It's a very important <laughs> distinction that we're very fond of mentioning. And... Uh, no, I think it's great. I'm really enjoying the Leo game. I mean, not just because I'm trouncing Steve with my scores. But, uh, <laughs> Wouldn't take much, mate. <laughs> on my own inimical fashion. But no, it's a really cool game, and I'm looking forward to seeing where you go with it. Well, I, I hope you enjoy playing it. It takes you through a whole bunch of uh, lessons, just getting up, getting in a circular orbit, doing rendezvous. You even get to shoot down debris with missiles, which, let's face it, it's kind of stupid. Right? It's been done it up there. more debris. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but, you know, it's a game, right? It's fun. <laughs> Um, it's very challenging and well worth buying. In fact, if you want to find out more about it, you can go to leo-lowearthorbit.com. We'll put some links in the show notes to that one. I was just thinking, though, we're just flicking through some of the uh, news stories this week. If we're talking about physics, let's just talk quickly about Samoa Air. They want to charge passengers by weight. Yeah. I, I won't be travelling with them, mate. It would cost me a fortune. <laughs> How long oh. have you got to wait? <laughs> oh, no, that's that's not the Thromby Air, guys. That's the uh, Samoan Air. No, the uh, the classic, uh, the airplane geeks actually mentioned it last week. Uh, they, they had a, a mention of it. And uh, as David was saying, this does harken back to the original days of flying where you did actually pay by how much luggage and uh, weight you had. And I think it's a good thing. And it's not just because I'm on a uh, keep kilos out of the cockpit binge to lose weight and get in shape. I think it's actually pretty good because, you know, I personally find it really freaking annoying when I sit in my seat and there's not a lot of room, even for a guy who's not that huge. And then suddenly next to me, there's this rather large person who's even bigger than Steve. And they sit down next 
to you and flow out of their seat into my seat. And I'm like, great, we're paying the same amount and you're flying into my seat. Get out of here. Oh, come know? on, you're going to the same place. What are you complaining about? That's well, exactly that's why right. I go business class these days, <laughs> mate. I need more clothes. I thought for space. a second there you were talking about our trip to Oshkosh, Grant, but anyway. <laughs> no, I said bigger than you. A couple <laughs> of other quick ones in the news this week. Uh, we're finally finding out what's happening to the uh, C-130H fleet. Uh, the aircraft that were being gifted to the Indonesians must be really good ones because they're buying five more of the uh, surplus that are left. So uh, good to see those air- aircraft will still be uh, taken to the skies, even if it's not here in Australia very often. Well, for sure, mate. They've, we've given them four. They're buying five more. That should give them a bit of a fleet to uh, get around with. And uh, I believe you've got another story for us to look at, mate. Yes, well, we always like to pick here on the mainstream media. And, uh, you know, Doug, actually, I'd be interested in your uh, view on this. There was a uh, go-around this week, a go-around that happened up in Sydney. It was a Qantas aircraft uh, coming in short final, had to do a go-around. And the hysteria on ABC News was uh, just disturbing. Uh, Grant, uh, you actually posted this article. Do you want to talk about it on our uh, Facebook page? Oh, mate, it's like they did a go around because there was an aircraft that was late getting off the runway. Go-rounds happen. Um, Doug, I'm pretty sure you can attest to that in your career. You've seen a few of them. Absolutely. It's a, it's a vital part of the whole safety process. If you're not happy, go around, have another go. It's just uh, it's what we do to be safe. That's right, mate. And in this case, uh, there was a delay clearing the aircraft before them off the runway. So they did a go-around and ABC, because they couldn't get anyone to talk to them about it, went to one of the passengers and I, I'm really disappointed. I thought better of ABC and they've sensationalised it and they've got some passenger who's sitting in the back, possibly not a pilot, doesn't know jack about the subject and is being quoted as a professional about how dangerous it was. He says here, quote, well, I can't believe in 2013 something happened like that because with all the technology and everything in place to stop things like this from happening. Mm. <laughs> a well-informed comment there, mate. Yeah. What would you think? Look, I'm not familiar with that particular story, but uh, can I suggest if you're on, a, on an airliner that does a go-around and you get a nice little tour of the city that you didn't have to pay extra for, you should be thankful. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, uh, when I was up at the Air Force the other week flying on the tanker, actually at Avalon, they did a go-around and uh, it was quite spectacular. I thought it was quite a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, you would have yeah, noticed yeah, that, Grant, yeah. when you were watching from the runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, you tanker. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a tanker topic, that one. Yes. What a tanker. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Doug, thanks very much for uh, coming and joining us and thanks for buying us lunch and uh, all that beer. I'll tell you what, after 1.75 beers, I might have to stagger home. That's, that's my limit for the month. That, oh, that's <laughs> It's my pleasure, guys. You, get, you, you fellas earn it every week. Thanks, Doug. Thanks very much. That's all we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. I'm Doug Worrell. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Southern Skies. Online media.